I'm Tony, the Disney Dad, and my favorite holiday is Christmas. Welcome to Disney Discussions. Aloha! Aloha! Welcome to episode 52 of Disney Discussions. Disney Discussions is a family-friendly podcast where me, Tony the Disney Dad, and my two boys, Stitch and Sparrow, discuss all things Disney. This week, we discuss all the Christmas things you could do at Walt Disney World with author Trisha Dobb and her son Oliver. Welcome! All right, no Stitch and Sparrow in this introduction. They are in the episode. I promise I know you come for them and not for me. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Be sure to check out our website, DisneyDiscussions.com, and follow us there. But we have a great episode. We had an interview with author Trisha Dobb. She's written many Disney books. Her latest series, The Story Comes Alive, is a guide to experience movies and characters at Walt Disney World. And we talk about it in the interview coming up. But be sure to check it out. Volume 3 is available on Amazon right now. We talked to Trisha Dobb and her son, Oliver. I think you'll agree that Stitch and Oliver need to have their own podcast somewhere because they're they're pretty entertaining, just the two of them. So before we get into the main topic, I wanted just to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. They are a travel sponsor. They are a Disney earmarked agency specializing in Disney world vacations, Disney cruise vacations, resort vacations, and in the business of making your dreams come true. They're made up of past cast members, AP holders, lifelong Disney fans, and travel enthusiasts, and they they are in the know regarding all aspects of your travel. Whether your travels are taking you to a Disney park, an ocean cruise, or a sunny resort stay, they have the destinations and service that make your vacation truly a magical one. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation and enjoy yourself. Book a Disney five-night package and four-day park hoppers and get a $25 Disney gift card by mentioning Disney Discussions. Check them out at destinationswithcharacter.com or email them info at destinationswithcharacter.com. We had a great couple of episodes uh, before this. Check them out. We had an interview with Lentesta. The episode right before this one, we talked about our favorite Christmas movies and specials. It's gotten a lot of attention. This will be our last episode of the year. So no more this year, but we are coming back strong in 2020. We're going to have more guests, more special episodes, working on a few special projects. We're working on a Best Disney Attraction Song podcast that some other podcast creators have contributed to that I'm excited about. We're working on a very special project I've talked about in the past that was the idea of my wife is what does Disney mean to you? So we're interviewing people for that. If you want to give me a short snippet or you want to be included in that project on how special Disney is and what it means to you, please go to our website, reach out. You can leave a voicemail, record yourself and leave a voicemail answering the question, what Disney is to you, or just email us, reach out to us and we'll schedule something and I'll record with you. But uh, it's a really just this kind of idea I have going on. I've recorded a few things already. It's been great. We've been on the Jedi Temple Archive podcast talking about Rebels. Be sure to check that out. So here we go into our main topic, talking about all the wonderful things you could do at Christmas time for all the holidays at all the parks and some non-park stuff at Walt Disney World. Here we go. Here's the main topic. We have special guests with us today. We're going to talk all about Christmas at Walt Disney World. We have Trisha Dobb, author of many uh, Disney books, and her son Oliver with us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Yeah. We're happy to have you. I found Trisha's book, her most recent book, The Story Comes Alive, Volume 1, from uh, the Mouse Knows Best podcast. And I've been on that podcast before. It's a great podcast. But we actually won the book. We were excited to get it. Um, And it's a great book. Trisha, why don't you talk a little bit about this series you're doing called The Story Comes Alive? Thank you, Tony. Uh, Yes, so The Story Comes Alive, I was always joking. People, when they would find out that I knew knew things about Disney World, they'd usually say, like, can you help me? I'm going and I don't know what to do. Or I'm a huge Disney fan. And when people would ask me to help them, they'd usually ask like three questions. And the first was, should I stay on property? And I kind of covered that in my my very first book that came out a few years ago, uh, The Not-So-Evil Stepmother in the Most Magical Place on Earth. And then the second question was, where should I eat? Which is one of our favorite, well, I'm going to say my favorite part of Disney World is the food. And so then I wrote a second book called Tasting the Magic from A to Z, the best food and beverages at Walt Disney World. And then the third question was always something along the lines of, I'm obsessed with Mickey Mouse or my daughter loves Frozen. What's everything Frozen? And I realized I was doing a little bit of research and was finding that 
there were really great lists out there, but a lot of times they would cover maybe specifically uh, shows and attractions, but not meet and greets and character meals. Or they would cover food, but maybe not necessarily cover some of the things that happen seasonally. As you all know, the holidays especially, there are certain Disney stories that really come alive at Holidays at Disney World. So uh, that's kind of how this whole series started. Um, when I set out to write it, I thought, okay, so there'll probably be the princesses and then the Fab Five and then maybe a couple of other characters. So I was thinking maybe like 20, 25 characters. And I was thinking it'd probably be a book about 50,000 words. And then I think I'm at 70 movies and characters and 166,000 words later. Wow. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a book you want to carry in the park. So that's how the publisher and I, uh, uh, my publisher's a great man named Bob McLean from Theme Park Press. We worked together to figure out a way to kind of split up the big list. And so that's uh, how we did it. We have uh, two books out of a five book series and a third one should be coming soon. I was just editing a galley today. At Starbucks. <laughs> At Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, do you... Do you help your mom do research on these books? Nope. No? <laughs> well, he, he came with us to Disney last year uh, around the holidays. We went in um, about mid-December, and we did some research. We hadn't been to Mickey's Christmas party in a really long time, so we got to... It's a, fu it's a fun thing to have to research. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're, they're great books because, like you said, they're very different than your normal guidebooks. And the one I have is uh, includes the Fab Five and Walt Disney. And you might think, oh, well, those are pretty easy. But you do cover the resorts where you could find the characters. You cover all the seasonal stuff. So it's, it's a great resource that, like you said, you don't find anywhere else. You find it in bits and pieces and you have to collect it. But you, you put it all together in one place. It's really very helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, a neighbor of ours, her son is a huge Mickey Mouse fan, and she came over and said, can you help me with this list? And I started to write things down, and then I went, oh, wait, wait, wait I'm forgetting <laughs> this meet and greet, or oh, I'm forgetting, like, oh, you've got to go to this store, because I know he'll get so excited to see this, you know, statue of of Mickey. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it was a lot of research, I will tell you that, but um, it's been nice to have that kind of comprehensive list for people uh so when they ask the question i have an answer most of the time and when all five books are out i'll have an answer but right. so out now is the the one i mentioned the walt disney and the fab five and the princesses what's the next one coming out the next one coming out is actually what we're calling uh disney classics from 1940s to 1990s so it's all the disney movies that don't have a princess or one of the fab five in them so we've got lion king we've got mary poppins peter pan winnie the pooh uh one of my personal favorites fox and the hound which i'll admit there's not much um Nightmare Before Christmas. And then what we also included in this volume is uh, characters uh, that were created specifically for the parks. So Country Bears, Haunted Mansion, Pirates. Um, and the funny part is, you know, something like Pirates, you have the ride that inspired the movie, and then the movie went back and inspired the ride. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Isn't same with Haunted Mansion. one of the characters created for the parks was Jungle Cruise? Or like one of the attractions. Yeah, Jungle Cruise is created for the park. Oh, there's a movie of it. Yeah. There's going to be a movie. Out. Are you excited for that movie, Oliver? Sort of. Sort of. It, I, I actually think it looks really good. I, I don't really know a lot about it, so it might be amazing, but I have no idea. So... What I love, too, in Volume 1, you included Walt Disney, which I think is great because a lot of people wouldn't think to do that. But this book kind of... You know, it goes through and shows you all the, the touches, even though Walt never actually was there when the park opened. There's so many references to Walt, and it's so important because it is called Walt Disney World. So I, I just love that you, you did that. And part of my Disney love is just the history with Walt itself. So to have that guide to kind of go to the places and see the things that reference Walt and that were important to him is really outstanding. Well, and that was one of the things I will say I miss about Wishes. Uh, yeah. I love 
end of wishes what it had while with Mickey. Now I love happily ever after. I, I'm not saying we should go back <laughs> that that direction, but I loved that ending. And it all started with a mouse is definitely one of my favorite quotes. So I knew I needed to include Walt in there. Uh, and it, that was really actually one of the really fun ones to research because it really did require digging in to a lot of things, watching um, interviews of uh, when they've done openings of different things to kind of see if there was a Walt connection mm. that they were talking about. And the new resort over at Wilderness Lodge that has the railroad vibe to it, they do have this great kind of backstory and connection to Walt's love of the railroad. So it's it's neat to see the obvious things, obviously the partner statue, but also the things that maybe are a bit more subtle, like railroad theming at this this um, new part of Wilderness Lodge. Well, that quote, it all started with a mouse, actually isn't true. It actually technically all started with a rabbit. <laughs> but it got taken away from him. But he had to go back and buy the rabbit, if I remember correctly. They but- actually recently, well, recently in the past ten years, they traded a sports caster uh, on TV for the rights of Oswald back. It's really an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' favorite characters? Uh, Anything related to Marvel. <laughs> That's always hard for me. Oh, boy. I, I mean, I, I love meeting, like, Minnie and Daisy in the park. They're always super fun characters to meet. Uh, I grew up on the Goofy movies. Mm. Just, you know, trying to get a TV I, and do sports. And I think, I gotta say, one of my favorite villains in the movies has got to be Dr. Facilier. Oh, that's a good because, one. Because he's got a dope song. <laughs> So, I mean, um, but I also have to say that I do have a uh, preference for Lady Tremaine, uh, just because she, she's she the was the, she is the evil. <laughs> well, one of them, obviously, Snow White had one of those too. you know, just kind of that original. And I was able to meet her uh, on a trip last year to Disney. And it was really neat to show her that my first book that had the not so evil stepmother and, and kind of see her reaction. It was really fun. That's great. It's so hard to choose a favorite character because there are so many, and yeah. almost none of them are bad. They all yeah. have kind of a positive backstory. They're they're very misunderstood. So what are your? Mine is definitely the genie from Aladdin. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Me and my dad actually saw the um, Aladdin play on Broadway. And I was like, hmm, that's actually pretty different. So I watched the movie, and I was like, I did know, not know how good the movie was, and I just couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> I loved the genie so much. Was it the animated movie or the, the live action? The animated movie. I'm with you. Yeah. I love the animated movie. That's I like the animated movie better than the live action. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen the live action, but I've always liked the animated ones more because those are the classics. Yeah, you have to stick with classics. Yeah. Sparrow, what's your favorite? My favorite character is Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Because, I mean, he's Jack Sparrow. Sparrow, I have to tell you, uh, have you been able to stay in the pirate rooms at Caribbean Beach? No. I went to Disney the first time with just, like, a friend of mine and I. It was a girlfriend of mine and I went to Disney, just the two of us. And we ended up getting upgraded to one of those rooms because Disney lost our, our reservation oh, no. and they felt bad about it. So they upgraded us, but we had really kind of no idea. She had no idea that those rooms existed. And so for, you know, four nights, two grown women climbed into pirate beds. And those rooms were legit. Themes. And like the, the, the dressers are crates. The fridge is a barrel. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and, that's cool. And the beds are like like wooden boats and there there's lights in the rigging and um the carpet looks like a map and it's it it was it she was very shocked i knew it because i had researched it for the book and i had not expected that i was going to be able to write about that experience firsthand when she told me that she had gotten to go into a themed room i was so jealous always wanted to stay in one of those and from what i can remember of one of my disney trips i've never been in one of those no, you been in i really room. want to stay in a theme room too they seem really fun especially yeah. the galaxy's edge hotel oh, yes that's gonna be I amazing want to stay in that like, one so bad you apart we might be priced out of that though i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one is uh that one, that one is, is two, a whole other level. Two thousand dollars a night, and you, and the maximum and minimum that you can stay is two nights. Yeah, 
but they're saying right now. Yeah. You never know. You never know. What's, what's your favorite? Uh, yeah, this is tough. I really love Mickey because of that. Like you're saying, it all started with the mouse and that relationship with Walt. So I didn't. <laughs> but Mickey, Mickey is my favorite. Other than Mickey, I would say Kermit the Frog, who actually I think are, yeah. is very similar to, to, to Mickey in a lot of ways. But um, those two are probably my top of my list. So where can people find your books, Trisha? Uh, so my books are available on Amazon. That's usually kind of the easiest and fastest way because Amazon Prime will have it to you before you've even hit place your order. Sometimes <laughs> um, it's kind of sometimes I'm just amazed at like something I ordered last night is already sitting yeah, on already the porch. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're they're all on Amazon. So if you search on my name on Amazon, um, and it's Trisha spelled T R I S H A, and then my last name is always throws throws folks a lot. So so it's D A A B. Um, so it's Dab, like the car Sab, but with a D. <laughs> um, and so if you search on that, then then all of them will, will come up. Um, but I also do signed copies and personalized copies, which are super fun to be able to do. Sometimes people do them as birthday presents or holiday gifts. Um, and the easiest way to order one of those is actually on the website themeparkauthor.com. Great. I'll be sure to put those links in the show notes too, so everyone could go out and get your books. I highly recommend them. Thank you. And on Instagram too, uh, a lot of folks will contact me through that. And um, it's at not so evil underscore Disney stepmom. <laughs> so at school, mm-hmm. because our name is spelled D-A-A-B, a lot of people either accidentally or on purpose call me Oliver Dab. Mm. And I'm just going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about Christmas at Walt Disney World? Oh, yes. Yes, yes absolutely. All right. So what do you guys want to talk about first? It sounds like you went last year, so you, you've been more recently than us. What would you like to talk about first? Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Excellent. Before we got into it, I want to know, is Christmas your favorite holiday? No. Halloween. Halloween's get- my second to last. I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> get free candy. I love the free candy part. I'm just I'm just That's, a scaredy cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're in the Chicago area, and this year it snowed on Halloween. <laughs> oh, no. A lot. Uh, so it was very nightmare before Christmas. Like it was, it was crazy. One of our neighbors even made a snowman with the jack-o'-lantern <laughs> as a head, and yeah. it was a legit snowman. Wow. Um, like sometimes we'll get snow in crazy times here, like May, uh, where yeah. it's not really snow, but this was the coldest Halloween. I can and I don't remember ever trick or treating the snow. And one of our neighbors has a Jack Skellington with pumpkins around it, and they were all like partially covered with snow. It really felt like being in the movie. It was a little creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, wild. That's funny because where we are, uh-huh. our Halloween was pretty warm. So yeah, the snow hadn't made its way over to you. Sadly, <laughs> I've been wanting snow. <laughs> well, we've had two already this year. They kind of lucky. Yeah. Um, But for me, yes, Christmas is, uh, I think probably, I do have to say, is probably my favorite holiday. I love the decorations. I love that our whole family gets to be together Mm. and the food and just the movies, uh, the music, all of it. I I really, really love it and get very into it. Um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Have you all been? Yes. No. I don't think we went. I don't think. Yeah, you no, you were very young when we went. And we actually, we didn't do our research when we went. So we're like, we did a park beforehand and went there and we were tired during the party and then it rained. So we kind of had a bad experience and we, we definitely want to do it again because everything I read online and it's been a few years, so there's been some, some updates too. Uh, it seems like a, a great thing to do. Now, this is a, a separate event. You have to buy a separate ticket. So you can't just get in with your theme park admission. You have to buy it separately. So make sure you do that. You're able to get in at, I think it's 4 p.m., to the park and the party starts usually around six or seven right yep usually about seven they start to really start to feed the guests that aren't going to be at the party out usually around six o'clock they can't officially turn guests away until 7 p.m so if uh, somebody that's in the park goes on or you know can go on a ride without the wristband because you're given a wristband Mm -hmm. um but yeah it officially starts at seven i think my most memorable moment from the very merry christmas party so there was this store that was giving out free cookies and i think 
snow cones? I think it was snow cones and cookies. Yeah. And there was this huge line of people waiting for a free sugar cookie with, like, red sprinkles on it. Oh, really? I love sugar that was, cookies. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was It was interesting. Um, there It was a lot more crowded than we had thought it was going to be. We made the mistake of going on a weekend. So if mm. you're going try to avoid crowds that is not uh the time to go obviously yeah we we saw this giant line of people over in adventure land and thought oh, okay something epic must be happening and we so we found a cast member towards the end of the line and we said like oh what is this for and he's like it's for a sugar cookie and a snow cone <laughs> <laughs> oh you know i was expecting like the country bears right, and right. you know some something maybe a little bit more but you know free food is part of what you're paying for with the ticket so that is definitely um, one of the things people tend to wait in line for. But if you're willing to wait until like 10 o'clock at night, what we found is they start pushing the free treats as much as they can. Uh-huh. Um, we were going over to cast members that would hand you just a stack of, of cookies because, you know, <laughs> you did pretty to awesome. get rid of them by the end of the night. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Free cookies. Um, free cookies, free snow guns. I would do. I would yeah. wait in line probably. Yeah. And they tend to add new treats and everything every year. They really are expanding the offerings so that it's not just, you know, uh, when we went back in 2005, this was before Oliver was even born, they only had hot chocolate and, and cookies and there were, you know, very few locations. So they've really expanded the offerings quite a bit since then. I really enjoyed the party, though I would say with how long some of the lines were, it was a little surprising. We had done After Hours at Hollywood Studios, which is another uh, ticketed event. It's it's different because it's not necessarily a party. It's more what some people would joke and say, you're paying to get on Slinky Dog mm. and not just wait for three hours. <laughs> um, but but uh, now it would be for, you know, Galaxy's Edge um, and, and the rides in Star Wars. But we had done After Hours, and Hollywood Studios was felt almost empty. We walked on to most rides, and the Christmas party had a very different vibe. It was definitely much more much more crowded. People were very festive. Uh, there were people dressed up for the party, uh, you know, wearing very Christmassy outfits. We had our ugly Christmas sweaters on. <laughs> nice. But the other piece that, that um, made it interesting was it was cold. And being from Chicago, where it can get down to negative 50, yes, we had that last year. Yeah. You would think we would be ready for that. We weren't. Uh, (laughs) We were actually very cold. And it got to a point where you really couldn't find a sweatshirt in Disney World because blanket because they had sold out so fast because I think the the cold was kind of kind of caught everybody off guard. But uh, the fireworks show, the, they have a new fireworks show this year that is hosted by Minnie. The fireworks they do for uh, the, the Christmas party are pretty amazing. Uh, they're, you know, they do the shaped fireworks and everything. And then they also do a part towards the end and the grand finale where it seems like the fireworks are surrounding you almost on all sides. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, we saw, well, I watched part of the video, because you're right, it's a new show this year, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show, and it, it looks amazing. I can't imagine what it would be like in person. They also have a special Once Upon a Christmas Time parade that I think goes twice during the, the party. Is that right? Yeah, typically they do one earlier and one later. Uh, we saw the later one, and it was still packed. Mm. Uh, it, it was still, you know, Kind of typically what you see on a typical day on Main Street during the afternoon parade where, you know, the everybody's just lining Main Street. So, uh, but that's a neat parade. I mean, some of the floats are really neat. Anna and Elsa are in a sleigh that's pulled by an actual horse. One of my favorite floats is Clarabelle's float. She has a cookie factory. And so you want to make sure if you're there and you see uh, Clarabelle go by, you want to take a big sniff in the air because it's, it's pretty neat what they do with that. And then there's some other things that they do. They have a totally Tomorrowland Christmas, which they have a, a stage show in Tomorrowland. Didn't we go to see that, but it rained, so they couldn't do it? Yeah, they couldn't do any of the stage shows when we went because yeah. the, the, the stages were wet and they were afraid of characters slipping and falling and getting yeah. on blooper videos <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, the, the other great part about the party that I think is a huge draw for a lot of people is the unique character meet and greets that you can't get at anything else. Jack Skellington as Sandy Claus is one. We did actually try to do that one. So we went over there at 11.45 thinking, okay, the party is supposed to end in 15 minutes. The line, I, I've heard stories about the line being two, three hours long. So people spend most of the party, at, you know, in line. And we went there and 
it was still 45 minutes long. Felt so bad for those poor cast members and the friends of the characters that have to stay there with them that late at night. I can't even imagine. So you have uh, Jack and uh, Jack is Sandy Clive. You have Sally with him. They also the Seven Dwarfs are together and they have cute scarfs on and they have a really amazing backdrop uh, that looks like uh, kind of that part of the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train where you're inside the mine and there's all the really brightly colored gems. So they have a space that really vibes that. Um, You also see a lot of the princesses with their princes, which you don't normally get to see either, um, where you see them together. So and um, Scrooge McDuck tends to be there with Donald's. Uh, I believe Santa Goofy tends to wander around, and he's he's one of my favorites. I love Santa Goofy. That's awesome. So it, it's tough, right? Because you have to decide what your priority is for this party. Because like you said, you could go on the rides with um, maybe a little bit less crowds, or you could go and spend your night visiting the characters, or you could just you know kind of watch the fireworks, do the parade, get free cookies and hot cocoa. So you kind of have to go with a, a bit of a game plan on what your family's priority is and, and what you want to do, because you can't do everything in one night. No, you absolutely can't. And actually, in um, every... Every edition of the book, so as we talked about, there are two volumes when the story comes alive. The third one's coming. In, in every one of them, I have a section that's called How to Use This Guide Extended Version. And that's where I go into, like, how do these parties work? When are, when are these parades? What, are, what is this show, nighttime show, all about? And I have a list of the 15 must-sees during the holiday season at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things in the list are party exclusives, and some of them aren't. But I will say you have to go in with the game plan uh, and understand that it will be completely blown because <laughs> you'll suddenly find yourself, like, outside somewhere, and this really cool character will walk by, and you're wondering, where are they going to be? And then your entire plan is blown because you you know it's okay but um but i definitely would say if you go definitely see the fireworks it's hard not to see the fireworks in all honesty uh because it's pretty permeant throughout the park and then uh the the parade as you mentioned is is really great they also do a thing in one of the restaurants called club tinsel it's over in tomorrowland sorry i'm just looking up i can't remember the name of cosmic rays right yes and it's pretty fun like they have reindeer (laughs) in there that dance and i never knew reindeer could had had quite those dancing skills (laughs) but sometimes two characters will you know pop in pop into there um and they also have a bunch of treats that uh so they have the free treats but then they have treats that aren't free that are during during the party as well so there's a lot to do and then there's the merchandise sometimes you just gotta you gotta go with the merchandise (laughs) well that's what disney wants you to do right yeah (laughs) another um cool thing to see is jingle bell jingle bam that's hollywood studios we'll get to that we'll get there that's a little preview (laughs) But I mean, what you're saying too about, you know, having a plan, but being flexible goes for the whole Disney World trip, right? Because you should always go with the plan, you know, what you're going to do, but then be flexible. And if something comes up, go ahead and do it and have some fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the fast passes and everything, I always tell people, you know, have a priority list, prioritize A and B, especially if you're traveling with a big group and not everybody has the same interests. It can be a little difficult. You're not going to please 100% everybody, but... (laughs) Um, fast passes do make it a little bit easier because you just can you can have those confirmations of okay we're gonna get we're gonna get Space Mountain like there's no question we're gonna we're gonna be able to hit Space Mountain but but definitely yeah the the parties do have that and then there are some things that they have that are just at Magic Kingdom anytime during the holidays so Elsa's Holiday Wish mm-hmm. uh, that one is a really neat thing to see definitely recommend that and they do that every night not um, not just party nights oh, okay. And then they also have Jingle Cruise, uh, which is they put a holiday overlay on Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And and it snows on Main Street during during the parade. So nice. that's an amazing thing. Yeah. And I would definitely say if you are at the park and you're there on a night that's a party night, um, don't feel like you have to leave before the party starts. Um, mm. I have on more than one occasion, like conveniently found myself on a ride knowing I will be in line. For an extended period of time, just so I can kind of be there and see the snowing on Main Street, because that is so magical. Because they've got the giant tree at the one end with yeah. the entrance to the park, and then the castles all lit up and icicles in the background. And it's just you just have to kind of stand there and take it all in because it really is it really is beautiful. You definitely get all those holiday feels at that at that moment. But don't eat the snow; it no. is not good. 
it's actually soap. Yeah. <gasps> um, on the cruise, um, when it was, on the Disney cruise, we went on one. When Elsa made it snow, I actually saw a kid crying because I think he got some soap in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be careful. Definitely have to be careful. Just beware the snow. Beware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your older Oliver's oldest brother found that out the hard way when we were there. Uh, when we got when we were there in two thousand five, he was like ah, and then he was like ah, that's not what I thought it was. Gonna <laughs> it's like it's not like back home. It doesn't taste good. No, it doesn't taste like water. <laughs> Why is it burning my throat? <laughs> oh gosh! All the kids have their Ralphie from Christmas Story moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The very scared face. Yeah. On the cover of the movie. He's got his hands against his cheeks and he's just going, Oh, you're thinking Uh, of Home Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that cover Christmas. Yeah, I'm thinking of Home Alone. I was actually about to say that all the rules. I was about to say, like, yeah, everybody, every kid eventually makes the. So, Stitch, you mentioned Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, mm-hmm. so let's move to Hollywood it's Studios. Actually, um, it's funny, if you watch the live stream, the audio voice, actually, they don't say, like, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. They have to, they always go, like, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Bam! Well, bam! Yeah. Bam! It's in all caps and an exclamation point. You gotta say, bam! Bam! So bam! We, just, we just watched the, the live stream of that. Yes. Stitch, why don't you talk a little bit about what that show is? So if you know uh, Prep and Landing, it's about like Prep and Landing trying to find Santa. One of them, I forget his name, uh, accidentally hits him with a sparkle ornament, which makes you go to sleep and hallucinate. Oh, wait, I forgot. I skipped one. But so they, since I guess Santa could shrink and go into gl- snow globes, they, lo- they like go into globe notes. Snow globe. Snow globe. It's hard to say a lot. Snow globe, and it's like ever. And when you zoom in on a snowflake, the projection actually shows parts from like Christmas shorts, old Christmas shorts. And then when um Lenny, his name is Lenny, he hits himself with a sparkle ornament. Um, he sees where Santa went, and he got kidnapped. Um, by, well, it transfers over. To Nightmare Before Christmas, which is kind of surprising if it's like your first time seeing it, you're like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, I was like that when I first saw it. Uh, Lenny says like he saw him with uh, a naughty old man and two naughty kids. And, yep. so, and then it goes, it does the boogeyman song and then they save him. So. Yeah. So it's a projection show on the, uh, the Chinese theater with a lot and of fireworks. fireworks it, it seems like they've actually added more fireworks recently than when they first yeah. started the show. Yeah. Have you guys seen this this show, Trisha Oliver? I have seen it. Oliver didn't really get into it when we were there last year. Uh, we were standing a little bit far back from the from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it a couple of years ago when I was there with my older son. Um, he was there for a cheerleading event, and so we saw we got to see the show. I love how they get the lights going in the trees. I think that's so cool. If you look at the trees at the end, all the trees look like they're sparkling. Oh, that's cool. Um, this really cool lighting effect that they do that. I love the show because of all the Christmas movies, but I find it overwhelming to try to watch everything because there's so much going on. Yeah. So for kids, they're like, woohoo! And as an adult, I'm like, ah, I can't, what, ah, what did I just, it took a minute to process what I just saw. But um, you're just like, there's too many things. There's a lot of it's things. Like, but- there's a production on the side, there's a production on the other side, there's a sing along happening, there's like, there's projections in the middle, shorts on the other side. It's like, uh, crazy yeah it but it definitely it is uh it's really it's really neat because that whole area really kind of becomes part of that show which is which is really cool with the trees and the lasers and and everything that they have going on and then down sunset boulevard they have sunset seasons greetings yes so i really want to see of Hollywood Studios because it is my favorite park oh, for it's Christmas. Mine too. Yeah. I have to say, I love Kingdom, but Hollywood Studios is really up to their game. <laughs> Hollywood they, Studios is my favorite park, period. Well, yes, because it is. Yeah. But uh, they have so much, um, and, and some things that are more subtle than others, but I love Sunset Season Greetings, Tony. That one is just so, it's so cool to see. And it's neat because different it, you you can get close to it um by going and watching it in line to tower of terror oh okay 
so that I think there's four different shows that's actually projected based on this on uh, on the Tower of Terror. What are they? So there's uh, Muppets that starts with the Swedish Chef, which is really nice. super. Because <laughs> there's and then on the screens there's a picture of a perfect gingerbread house, and then he just starts like beating it up. He like <laughs> and he shoves candy on it. And, <laughs> It's pretty funny, and then and then the cool part is Tower of Terror becomes the Swedish Chef's like wacky gingerbread house. I'm pretty sure there's like a fuzzy cookie just stuck on the side, yes. uh, which is really super fun. Uh, then they have uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. I think the first one is Mickey's Christmas Carol. I don't okay. remember the exact order, but I'm pretty sure Mickey's Christmas Carol is the first one, and that one's really cool uh, because Tower of Terror is basically transformed into like this Victorian town, Neat. and so it's it's really neat, and then um, there's oh, so actually a, a. Can you see like people dancing in the windows? Yeah. So if you look really really closely, so what what it does is it starts off in the billboards on Sunset Boulevard. They have billboards with with uh, that kind of tell the beginning of the story, and then they start the projection up on Tower of Care. Mm-hmm. And um, if you look on the side. of Tower of Care that's closest to the entrance of the ride. Mm-hmm. Like right after the projections start, uh, you'll actually see Minnie and Mickey dance by in the window. Oh, cute! Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and then they have uh, Toy Story, which is super fun. That one, it looks like a giant Toy Story colored present, and also yeah, they cool. turn it into the Hollywood t- Tower of Toys. Yeah, they change the letters to say that. I don't yeah, know how they do it. Honestly, <laughs> it's kind of confusing. <laughs> It's Disney magic. That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then Olaf's Frozen Adventure is the other one. So they play a little bit of that song, and then it turns into to kind of different scenes from from Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So they have, like, different uh, – it kind of has – it almost looks like, like Norwegian Christmas style. I think they decorate it, like, while Olaf's – is it – He's singing. Yeah, he's singing. And then it's decorating – I think it's for like Christmas and then a couple of other holidays. I think so. I don't fully remember. <laughs> Oliver was pretty tired by the time we saw yeah, this. One. It yeah, it was about midnight, so I was just I don't want to go. I don't so, want to go. I should have a so which of so you have you've seen this one, right? We've seen the live stream. We, we yeah. again we haven't seen this in person. Yeah, it's it's really really neat to see. And then um, for the grown-ups, uh, there's actually uh, a stand at Fairfax Fair, which is kind of right in front of. Uh, it's right at the end of Sunset Boulevard, kind of near where you go in for uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Right. They have a hot chocolate flight, and it's boozy hot chocolate. It's nice to sit there and just enjoy one of those and watch. It, it just feels very festive. And they do um, they they have it snow as well. Oh, so, nice! I didn't know that. That's cool. Again, don't get it in your eye. <laughs> it in your, don't get it in your drink either. Yeah. Beware like, of soda or whatever you're having. It soap just doesn't really go well with much. Beware <laughs> the snow. Beware the Again, snow. every okay. time there's snow, just beware. And then Close the- your eyes and shut your mouth. Clog your ears too. Don't get it in <laughs> oh, your ears no. either. <laughs> you can't shut your eyes. You won't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Open your eyes for a second. It's like, ooh, it's snowing. Then the other thing big in, in uh, Hollywood Studios is Toy Story Land. They decorate for, for Christmas. Yep. Buzz has got a Santa hat on. And there's Rhett, I believe, and Jesse, who are stringing Christmas lights in the big towers of, I think they're blocks? Yeah, it looks like blocks. And then there's audio recordings of Rex going, can someone get me down? <laughs> they, they incorporate some holiday-themed uh audio recordings into there and then they also for the alien spinning saucers every now and then they'll they'll incorporate a holiday song i think it's the oh, alien singing the holiday song. yeah i think i want to say i want to say i remember the aliens at one point in time saying something about christmas or saying ho 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 i can't remember exactly what <laughs> but. it's like it's like the aliens instead of like singing it ooh 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 <laughs> Oh, and just something that I remember from the aliens ride—not not specifically at Christmas—but mm-hmm. when they're when one of the aliens is saying the safety rules at the end, all the aliens go safety. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's pretty funny. I think maybe they go Santa. Ooh, there's something. Oh, uh, nice. After the safety rules, they yeah. just go yeah. safety. Ooh. And then they get really very Disney in Toy Story Land 2. They have decorations sprinkled all over that you kind of really have to look for. Oh. One of my favorites is they have Angel Kitty, which was in uh, Toy Story. Yeah, I like that yeah. short. That's a good short. It's yeah. a great short. And yeah. they have uh, this, they had, I know we saw two, I think we saw two of them, but it looks like Andy, or a, a kid, I don't think it was Andy, because I think it was supposed to Andy, but um, it looks like a little kid uh, decorated like uh, their own ornament at school and put like Angel Kitty and it has like macaroni. Oh, That's cool. Was it Bonnie? It might have been Bonnie. Yeah. She, it seems like something Bonnie would I mean, make. she made Forky. Right. You, never know, Forky. you never know what she'll make next. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, Toy Story was was really fun to, to see. I mean, they, they did such a great job with it and, and incorporating, you know, what you would think the holidays would look like in there. It didn't. It didn't go overly one way or the other. But we really liked it. And then I also love that the Frozen Sing Along has a special holiday ending. I make them go to the Frozen Sing Along every time we go to the park, <laughs> and they love me for it. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't even know that. That's a good. I actually, it's not my favorite, but I enjoy the Frozen Sing Along mainly because. You can belt out, let it go with no consequences. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no regrets. No, no regrets. regrets. You just gotta it's own like, your. Just, like, yell, let it go without anybody looking at you, like, what are you doing? Because yeah. if you did that anywhere else, people would think you're crazy, but at the sing along, you can do, you can just scream as loud as you want. No feel like Everybody's you. like, cool, that kid's singing too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also love the right. just the decorations that Hollywood Studio has. They kind of upgraded those a few years ago, where they have um, kind of the older, like almost you know, like '40s um, decorations around Echo Lake, and they have um, Gertie the dinosaur there has a big Santa Claus hat on. Yeah. They do a really good job just decorating that park, I think. And they have um, some new like photo pass magic shots that kind of are along the, the <coughs> Echo Lake there, uh, right along where where Birdie is. So that's something that that's a cool thing to do. They they have a couple of them and and they're really fun. Um, some of them are the, like the the frames, um, and then they have a few. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but they had a magic shot as well where you know they add the magic after the picture. Too. That's awesome. I love this. All right, so let's move on to uh, to Epcot. And the big thing here is the Candlelight Processional. We have not experienced this. We we tried, but we didn't realize that you should probably get the dining package when we went uh, in order to get a line, because otherwise the line is ridiculous to try and, and sit and watch the Candlelight Processional. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see. Uh, we haven't sat through the whole show. We've been able to kind of see it from the back. We actually saw all the singers going in when we were there in December. So we had to, everybody had to kind of like stop walking and let the singers walk through, which was kind of neat to see, especially because there's so many history. There's some great history with a lot of those singers. Some of them have been doing it since they started the Candlelight Processional. That is definitely a beautiful thing to see. And and then they have the celebrity readers. And the neat part is all of the readers that they have are really Disney fans. I mean, these are people who are excited to to be there. And, you know, I think Neil Patrick Harris is one that's very, very to, to, he can be a difficult one to even like get in to see. Neil Patrick Harris is there sometimes? Yes, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> the other thing I love about Epcot is they have Festival of the Holidays. So it's kind of like a smaller scaled down holiday version of food and wine. The whole park, the decorations at Epcot are amazing because you're really, you're getting to kind of see and taste and experience the holidays in 12, you know, or 11 different countries. Um, and the, they have what they call holiday kitchens and their food kiosks, just like you have at Food and Wine or Flower and Garden and the other festivals, um, where you can try holiday foods from these different countries. So you can have like Bouche Noel from France, traditional Italian uh, dish that's typically served during the holidays. I love the food, I warned you, and that is one that I, I definitely really like. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the, any kind of food at Epcot. No. They also do the, the holiday storytellers. So each country has their own traditions for the holiday season. And they, they have storytellers there that, that tell the kids and the adults listening all about how they celebrate the ho- the holidays or their version of, of Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays they celebrate in that country, which I think is really cool. Yeah. That's 
seeing all the performers, just, just everything, just kind of seeing how they transform Epcot really to take on, you know, really bringing you into the holidays of those countries. I, I just really, really like it. Even the decorations really relate to the, the country that you're in. They also have the Chippendales tree spree. I love the scavenger hunt. That's also a fun thing for the kids to do while the parents are like wanting to, you know, take in all the decorations. The kids are like, I'm done. <laughs> I want to go on a ride. Um, that could be a good dis- distraction. Got a Chippendale. Great. And then now Animal Kingdom. Just recently, I think this year is really, they started doing things for Christmas time and the holidays. Uh, last year, I think they had a Diwali kind of celebration, but they also now have Tree Life Awakenings, like a Christmas and, and holiday show on the tree itself. Yeah. Do they have something related to Avatar? Yeah, I don't, they, yeah, they put some sort of, there's something in Avatar, like, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, I apologize. But there is something Avatar. Uh, but I would say the thing that I think is super cute is that uh, in Dino Land, they have Donald's Dino Bash, mm-hmm. and they put a holiday overlay on it, and it's called the Holiday Hoopla. And so Chip and Dale at Donald's Dino Bash every month of the year, except during the holidays, are in these dinosaur costumes. So it's a chipmunk in a dinosaur costume. <laughs> For the holidays, one of them has like reindeer antlers and it looks like lights got like stuck. <laughs> and the other one just looks like it got stuck in lights. And those are some of the cutest meet and greets already. And then you add that onto it. It's just, uh, it's just, it, it's all sorts of adorable. I think Chip and Dale are good characters to have at holiday events because you can put them in any costume and they look adorable. Yeah. You Absolutely. Can, you could stick one of them in a full Santa suit. And so many kids would tell their parents, Mom, Dad, we gotta go see Chip we gotta go see Chip in the Santa suit. <laughs> they also they're in one of the classic Disney Christmas cartoons too with Pluto's Christmas tree, right? So mm-hmm. it fits. Uh, yeah, Avatar, I think they just put up kind of Christmas decorations and like the big mech there, they put a Santa hat on. So I d I don't think they have any shows or anything, but they kinda of decorated that area for the first time for Christmas this year. And then all the uh, the handheld puppet, yeah. the handheld tree, I think that's in Africa and maybe Asia, just looks incredible. The mech. It's one of my favorite parts of the Navi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the puppetry is not in Pandora, but uh, they they do have those. I think I, I saw maybe a polar bear yeah. and I think a, a seal. They, those look really neat. We didn't actually, they didn't have it last year when we were there, so... Yeah, those are new for this year. And I think a couple of penguins going around. They look really cool in the way the puppeteers kind of, they mimic the expressions like the animals that have. They do a, a fantastic job with that based on the videos I saw. I wish I could see it in person, but maybe next year. I don't know. But it, it's nice to see that all four parks now really have a full holiday presence and show. Because I know they, they used to have a holiday parade in Animal Kingdom, but they got rid of that a few years ago and they're kind of lacking. So it's nice that they have the, a full suite of entertainment for, for Christmas now. Definitely. And, and I think it's great, too. It sounds like they've they've incorporated the Diwali aspect into some of the decorations around Asia. Right. So last year it was really just with the Upwards Encounter show, and then now they've kind of increased it. So that's that's pretty – that's got to look amazing. Yeah. I can only tell how well they did with that. And the next is Disney Springs. There's actually quite a bit um, at Disney Springs to do. They have the whole Christmas tree trail. Have, have you ever done that, Trisha? Oh, yes. I love it the tree trail i really i i tell people all the time go to the tree trail you have to make time for the tree trail and the cool part is you get to come up close to the trees and you really can see the decorations Mm. and what they started to do i think last year they really like went into it is they put these super fun posters on the uh fences next to the tree that somehow you know kind of themed to the tree and they're really clever uh and I actually did last year after we went, I, t- I took pictures of all the posters I could find because I just thought it was so great. Like one of them I think was like Bug and Gator Cafe <laughs> for Princess yeah, and Frog. that's great. Um, there's another thing where it actually um, makes you go in it. It's called Stitches Holiday Gifts Hunt where you, it makes you go all around Disney Springs and it gives you a clue. Like there's even one for the... Um, for the tree trailers, like it gives you a clue. It's like for the tree trail, it says he's on the trail for Mickey's tray to find his house ha- to fill his house with Christmas glee. And then you have to like put a sticker there to, f- and when you find the present, the right sticker, 
It seems really fun. Yeah, it, it's kind of that scavenger hunt that they tend to do at the Epcot festivals. They've brought that into Disney Springs. And the neat part is they put Stitch statues in stores that aren't Disney stores. Oh, neat. So um, <laughs> you'll see Stitch, like, in the store basin, which has, like, bath products and stuff. I'm guessing you guys aren't spending a lot of time in that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not high on the list of where Stitch and Sparrow want to go at Disney <laughs> I would go there if it's part of the hunt. If it's part of the hunt. And that's how they get you, dude. That's how they get you. They're like, That's how they get you to buy bath stuff. (laughs) Oh, look, shampoo. Yeah. Oh, I need some of that. But yeah, so they... That, that's pretty neat that they have him. I think uh, the the gelatery, the, the, the chocolate place, not uh, Amoretti's patisserie, but the chocolate place also has one in there, too. Ghirardelli's? Uh, not Ghirardelli's. Uh, maybe Ghirardelli's, but the other one. Um, Ganachery, that's what it okay. is. They have, I think they have one. And then, um, speaking of Amoretti's, though, they do a special thing where you can buy a ticket to make a cake. So it's you and another person can go in and, and you make one of the cakes. And one of the ones that they do is a Santa Mickey cake. Oh, neat. Yeah. But then you have to try to eat an entire cake on your vacation. That would be the only <laughs> I'd be totally okay with that. I <laughs> Get all hyped up from the sugar. Yep. And then crash 30 minutes later. Eat a whole cake in an hour. You're going to have it for like a week. You're going to have the sugar for a week and then crash for a week. And just not want to move for a week. (laughs) You're just like on your bed. Help. I can't move. Why did I eat all the cake? So the last thing that people may not realize is a lot of the resorts, uh, well, all the resorts are decorated, but a lot of them have these huge kind of gingerbread houses that you could go and visit. I know the Grand Floridian has been doing that for a long time and the Beach Club. And I think, oh, there's a new one this year and I forget where it is. They have, um, at the Yacht Club, they actually have a really cool thing too. It's a big Christmas train set. Oh, neat. Yeah, so it's really, I mean, if you're, if you're going to, you know, want to hit like decorations, I think the Epcot resorts are the way to go because the beach club with the giant gingerbread carousel is so super cool. The yacht club um, has the big train set and they have little character um, figurines all throughout it. Uh, and then Boardwalk actually, I think, does uh, like a more scaled down gingerbread as well. It's not... I don't think it's quite as large as large as life as like the Grand Floridian where you can actually walk inside of it or Beach Club where it's just huge. And the great part is the Beach Club lobby just smells like chocolatey gingerbread. Mm. It smells delicious. You can buy a you can like buy a shingle or like a gingerbread cookie, but you can't like eat. You can't like walk over and start like eating the display. That's really sad. (laughs) Well, it'd also be disgusting. So that's true. Yeah, it's it really they probably would prefer, especially because people are probably gonna like touch it. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. They're not really designing it for you to eat it. Good. But I think Boardwalk does like smaller scale gingerbread, and then uh, okay. Contemporary does have Cinderella's Castle that they do. Also, nice. Yeah, it was the the Wilderness Lodge uh, this year is brand new. They have like a cabin made out of gingerbread now too. And at all of these, you could you know buy your gingerbread. Uh, to eat or hot chocolate or apple cider but these aren't like your normal size that we make at home these are these are big things to look at and all the resorts have beautiful trees and decorations to look at too yeah. so it's even it's worth taking a morning or an afternoon to kind of go around maybe that monorail loop or like you said the the boardwalk area and just you know walking through the lobbies of these hotels and really checking out all the all the stuff they have but it's so neat that they theme the christmas tree decorations to the locations yeah and that's one thing I forgot to mention with Hollywood um, that I love is uh, at Tune In Lounge in Hollywood, they have a Christmas tree in Tune In Lounge, which is right next to the 50s Primetime Diner. Okay. And the ornaments on there, if you're into vintage Christmas, the ornaments on there are classic. Oh, neat. Uh, there's so many kind of cool vintage ornaments. So that's another great detail that Disney does is they, they theme the decorations to where the tree is located. And I just love that attention to detail. Yeah, and that's that's what Disney is does best is those those little details that you may not even notice until you think back and realize, and you're like, oh wow, they did that really well. <laughs> they really care. Yep. Especially the hidden Mickey's. Yes, those- they hide them Same. so good, and it's like they're it's like a little hunt throughout like the every all year. It's just like, oh, there's a hidden Mickey. There's a hidden Mickey, and I'm guaranteeing. I bet nobody has found all of them in one trip. 
You're probably right. Actually, so it's so cool you mentioned that because I wondered about that, and they actually don't know where all of them are. Huh. I thought <laughs> I read that somewhere that there's no like complete list of where all of them are because the way that they do it is is every Imagineer is you know it works to try to find a, a you know a clever way to incorporate it, but there's not like a comprehensive list of of every single one that Disney official will say, there's this many, and here's the list. Oh, that's funny. There was one hotel that we stayed at that I believe the floor was a pattern of hidden Mickeys, and I didn't realize it until, like, the third day that we were there. Once I did, I was like, oh. It's like, there's one hidden Mickey. There's two hidden Mickeys. Three days later, there's one million hidden Mickeys. There's two million. <laughs> so do you guys have Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. Have you watched the movie Noel? Yes. Yeah. Did you catch the hidden Mickey's in the beginning? Oh no. yeah. yeah you there's, did? there's quite a few. There was actually yeah. there's one in the fireplace, and there were a couple yeah. like Mickey dolls, and even I saw Pinocchio in the background too. There's, yeah. There's I a lot of Pinocchio. Disney references. It was really cool. Yeah, and then when Santa walks across the floor in the house at the beginning, mm-hmm. there's Mickey in the tile pattern in the yeah. floor. Yeah. I yeah. Saw that. Saw it. Oh, saw it. I told um, my husband like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Have you guys watched The Mandalorian on yes. Disney? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So good. It is really good. It's that, one of my favorites. That's like all we're watching I now is just it. Disney Plus. We, it, it, that's all our TV yeah. is used for. Well, and I guess for Fortnite for Sparrow. But Fortnite and Some Disney Netflix. Plus. That's it. Some Netflix. <laughs> Some Netflix. Yeah. And YouTube. Everybody <laughs> uses YouTube eventually. Yeah. Yeah, Oliver likes YouTube a lot. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Is there anything we missed, Trisha? Did we did we cover everything for Christmas at Walt Disney World? Oh my goodness! I feel I'm just looking really. I quick. feel like it's impossible to cover everything. I know. I feel like Disney like has so much that if you do cover everything, it's like, did I miss something? <laughs> well, and it's I'm almost like they sure. find out someone tried to make a complete list, and so now we're gonna change it just to mess with them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you said that. Stitch because there were times when I was working on my book that I yeah. almost started crying because I would just finish it and then I'd get an email or some sort of blog post or something <laughs> about all the things that they were changing and I was like, come on! <laughs> I remember um, like, I'm done with my book. Hey, they changed everything at Disney! No! Disney- <laughs> I was like, psych, you thought. <laughs> I remember, so you're your friend Jamie, mm-hmm. she gave you really good advice. She said, "Just finish writing a part of it, just finish the whole thing, and then if there's changes, go back and make the changes." Yeah, she told me just to stop looking yeah. at everything that's changed because you'll done. never actually get it done. Yeah, um, but that's why it definitely has a disclaimer in of Disney likes to change stuff. Imagineers are always imagineering, so. <laughs> Just because this thing's not there, or this cupcake might not be there, there'll be something else just equally as delicious or interesting. So, someone's but. mad about a cupcake. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I'd be cupcakes are there. there. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm done with Disney. I'm never reading this book again. <laughs> I'm done going with Disney. A, most of us are looking forward to D23, and Trisha, you were probably like shaking your head, like, no, no, don't announce anything else. I was like, uh, well, and it was funny. So I was working on volume three today and even just in, I want to say it was like three months from the time I submitted it to my publisher. And then he has to put it into where it lays out and looks like a book. Right. Mm-hmm. And that process takes time. And so just in that time period from when I gave it to him to that process of getting it laid out, there was so many things. So the Mary Poppins area at Epcot was announced. They changed the uh, Christmas fireworks at the Merry Christmas party. And I was like, just gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna channel my inner Disney fan and be like, I'll just, I'll just update it. I'll update what I know. And then Animal Kingdom had all of their fun stuff. And but that's a great part about it too. If you're someone that goes a lot, it, it, it no two, no two visits will be ever be the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. The only aspect that, like, in every trip that has been the same for me is going on Tower of Terror. Because it's the last, it, and they're I've, not going to remove it soon. I've went on it once, and I'm never going on it again. <laughs> Stitch was oh. not a fan. 
That's where we disagree. I love that ride. First of all, okay. I was five. No, I was six. That's Second that, of all, I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> so, Sparrow, what about you? Do you like uh, Tower of Terror? I love it. It's my yeah. second favorite ride now of Walt Disney World. Well, when you guys get to go around the holidays, make sure you go on it during the production show because the lighting is a little bit different when they open the doors. Oh, cool. You can't oh, like, cool. see anything, but you kind of know what's happening. Um, <laughs> so you can see the reflection, I think. I can't remember on what, but you can see the reflection and you hear the music just just a tiny, tiny little bit. It's pretty cool. So I believe when they were projecting the windows in Mickey's Christmas Carol, I remember seeing, I, I think I remember seeing, Mickey and Minnie were dancing around a window, and then the window opened to reveal <laughs> people screaming it was it was kind of scary yeah, funny. <laughs> oh jeez. it's like da, 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 da. <laughs> so so sparrow are you a thrill ride fan? yes definitely okay. so you'll love this story so when i was about i think about about stitch and oliver's age we were at disney maybe a little younger i was i think we were like eight or nine we were at disney and Space Mountain was closed at that point because they were working on it. And we get to go on the People Mover. And you know how the People Mover goes through Space Mountain? Mm-hmm. Well, all the lights were on. I am so glad I was a child because I don't think I could go on it after seeing that as a child. <laughs> because it really, yeah. you don't realize how kind of close they come together. And it really looks like like a very confused like three-year-old drew, or like like a roller coaster. And they were like, sure, we'll build that, and then we'll make it dark, and so no one will know how crazy it looks. <laughs> well, I, it pretty nuts. I saw a YouTube video of going on Space Mountain with the lights on, and it's so scary. Because there's one time where you go under a bar, and it's like a couple feet above you. Oh, yeah, that would be scary. Every time I go on that part now, I just duck just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and we're, we're not tall people, so there's really yeah. not a risk of us. But it's still, our- just in case. It's just still a kind of, yeah. You never know. Just you don't want to be that person. Yeah, you don't want to be the person that hit their head on a roller coaster. Right. No, no, no definitely like not. A person's like six foot. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is so much fun. Knockout. This is kind of a vacation a little bit. Yeah. Got a concussion on my Disney vacation. It happened. I mean, that'd be a good book. How I got a concussion. <laughs> How I got a concussion on my Disney vacation. Imagine if it's your first time going to Disney. That happens. You, you just, yeah. What? I never want to go here again. <laughs> no, it's like this. My first time going to Disney. I got a concussion. Next book. I'm never going to Disney again. <laughs> well, Trisha and Oliver, thank you so much for talking yeah. about Christmas and Walt Disney World with us. Had a lot of great information. Trisha, why don't you just say one more time where they could find your books and, and how to follow you online. Definitely. So uh, one place to easily find kind of all the information on all the books and then uh, also to get in contact with me if you want to order a personalized or autographed copy, which, like I said, can be kind of a fun hol- holiday gift for that person that's really difficult to buy for. Uh, <laughs> we have a few of those in our family. Yeah. Uh, uh, the website themeparkauthor.com. Um, I'm one of the contributors to the website, so you can easily find it there. They're also on Amazon. Um, and then you can also find me kind of the way that we found each other uh, through social media so i'm on facebook at author trisha dobb or on instagram that's where i do a lot of fun stuff um it's on instagram and it's not so evil underscore disney stepmom fantastic thank you so much Definitely. thank you for thank having you. us yep. this was a lot of fun well, well that, that was interesting all right that was great uh, a great interview with Trisha and her son Oliver. Some great insight into the holiday stuff, and some some tangents that uh, Stitch and Oliver go on that that are actually pretty entertaining. So I hope you enjoyed that. Just want to remind you guys where to find us. You can find us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search for Disney Discussion. Subscribe to us. It's completely free. 
free is always a good thing. And you get uh, each episode automatically to your your podcast app or just go to our website, DisneyDiscussions.com. We have a link to all of our social accounts on there. If you're an avid listener and you really like what we do, it does cost some money. And if you want to support us, go to support.DisneyDiscussions.com. We have a Patreon page there if you want to you know, give a dollar or two a month to help us along. If you want to buy some of our merchandise, we have merchandise with our wonderful logo on it or even some other Disney-type shirts. Go to uh, shop.DisneyDiscussions.com and that'll help us out. But the best thing you can do is rate and review us wherever you listen to us and tell your friends and family about us. When you're with your, your family this holiday season and you know they love Disney, tell them about our podcast, have them subscribe, grab their phone, subscribe them automatically. That would really help us out. All right. Thanks for listening. Again, we really appreciate it. This this year, 2019, has been a great year for us. We have seen us uh, grow. We've had a lot of fun doing it. It's great to interact with you guys, and we hope that 2020 brings even more of that. And we really, really appreciate our listeners. Be sure to interact with us. Let us know what you like about the show, even what you don't like about the show. We want to constantly grow and get better at this and, and make the content that we enjoy doing, but also that you enjoy listening to. So I promise next time in 2020, we're going to have Stitch and Sparrow do the intro, outro, everything. They'll be a part of it. Our next episode is going to be looking back at 2019 in the world of Disney. So what happened in 2019 and then looking forward to 2020 in the world of Disney Plus and TV shows and movies and the parks and talking about what we're most looking forward to. Thanks for listening. See you real soon. Hello. Hello.